You're listening to the Cougar Preview Show with Hans and Scotty on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It is your Cougar Preview Show, counting you down to BYU and Utah State. All right, Hans, every Monday we have a chance to catch up with James Empey. We roll that back for you on Wednesdays during the Cougar Preview Show. On Friday, we'll roll back our conversation we had with Kalani Sataki as well. But a lot to break down with James, who, by the way, we need to get this out of the way. James Empey is a semifinalist for the William V. Campbell Trophy. Um, so congratulations to him for that. And you're better it's with... It's now time no, Lloyd, for... It's not a watch the watch list. The, the watch, watch list. list. Lloyd, with Hans no. Olsen and Scott Gerard. No, 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 no. So no. you're better with this because... Yeah, because this is a semifinal. 25% through the season. Yeah. And so now they're like, okay... Now we know the people that we have watched, and now we're down to the semifinals. So, Lloyd, it's not a full watch list. It's 25% of the season in the books. Oh, this so is boring. The, I know. The, well, the, the, but here's the thing, though. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's showing through four games that he's the be, one of the top five best centers in the country. And this is why you should have been interested in it before, watching the watch list, Scotty. Well, it did prepare us. No, this it is the, prepared us. This is why it's like when the college football playoff rankings come out in October. It's not like we put it like, hey, we got a college football playoff watch list and it's every team. You're like, no, we're going to let the season kind of breathe a little bit. We're going to get five, six weeks into this and then see who's good, who's not good. And then we'll put together our poll. Same thing here. It's like, hey, you know what? We've spent enough time seeing how the season's gone. And now we know who should be the finalist for or semifinalist for this award. Yeah, wait, when wait so he's a semifinalist? Does that mean there's only two of them left or four left? I that would mean there's four people. Left. I don't know. They're probably using that word loosely. You can't just throw semifinalists out there. There you've got one more competition and then the championship. So it should be four people. Yeah. I don't even know. Is that for best offensive lineman? Is it for best No, center? that's the Outland. Oh, that's Well, then why is it not the Outland trophy then? It should be. The William B. Campbell Trophy is the Outland Trophy? No, I have no idea. Oh, no, no. This isn't the Outland. This is to the nation's top football scholar-athlete. Oh, well, that's not even that important. That's academics. That's the Heisman. (laughs) Okay, stop it. (laughs) (laughs) That's the scholar-athlete. That means it's for the nerds. Oh... Well, he doesn't even want that announced. I really regret playing that now. <laughs> yeah, I know. Even he's like, no one announced this. No wonder why he got a, the jersey with the shirt untucked. I know. Can we do better with the photos that we're sending out? Come but on. then even he was like, hey, hey, hey. The guys are going to make fun of me. I'm sure his dog is barking in the background of that photo. I like that. What did you get on that test, James? Oh, a C plus. <laughs> yeah, right. I saw it. It was an A plus, James. I know exactly what you got on that test. Oh, Stop man. hiding it. Let me see it. No, no. I. It was a D. All right. Not this time. No. Oh man, he's a smart kid, man. Yes, James MPU joined us on Monday. Talked about the fact the offense. Hey, they didn't miss a beat with Baylor Romney in the lineup. Yeah, man. I, you know, I'm I'm super proud of Baylor and 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 super, you know, just ecstatic for him for for having a you know a good big game and um, like like we were saying last week, he he's always come to work prepared and 
is always extremely prepared for whoever we're playing and you know always ready to step up when when the the time calls so just just love having him on the team and um just proud of how he works and and how he goes ready to go you know james um I've been a part of some different types of games. I've been down 42 to nothing at a half. I've been up 38 to three at a half. And you guys start this game out 21 nothing. And I think you go in at half 28 six. But you put 21 points on the board in the first quarter. And you come out and start to dismantle South Florida. In your mind, uh, and maybe not as much your mind since you're a veteran and, and you know how to deal with, with that level of success early on, but what does that do to a team's mentality when you're up 21 nothing and you've got this big lead? How does that affect you guys? Well, you know, just talking from an offensive standpoint, we were really confident in, in what we were doing. Obviously, I mean, we were able to put three quick scores up on the board and you know, what we were calling was working and, and uh, didn't need to make too many adjustments. Everybody was flying off the ball and, and getting their jobs done. So it was just kind of a whole lot of a whole lot of confidence on the bench, a whole lot of, um, you know, excitement and, and ready to go out and, and just try to keep the things rolling. And, you know, obviously being up 21 to nothing doesn't, doesn't matter. You know, you got to – or 21 to three or whatever it was. It, it doesn't matter because you got to finish the game. And, you know, I think – the, the guys, everybody on the offense knew that. And, and uh, you know, we were just ready to keep scoring if, if we needed to and trying to make the most of every possession that we had. The uh, the ability of this offense to just uh, continue to mow up and down the field against uh, most defenses you played so far, so far uh, it just feels like you're playing with a lot of confidence right now. Does that confidence come from the personnel around you, from your play caller and Aaron Roderick? Uh, where does that come from? Because there's some swagger out there right now. Yeah, you know, it, it probably comes from a lot of places. I mean, we we work really hard in practice, just like you know, just like everybody does. Like everybody works hard in practice, and you know, we work really hard. Uh, we know our scheme and and what we do as an offense, and you know, we try to highlight the things we do best. And you know, I think everybody's just confident in how we work together and, and how we solve problems and figure things out and and uh, just looking forward to, to being able to keep doing that with this, this group of guys, you know what I mean? So I think we got the, the right guys in the right spots and, and uh, we just got to keep working and grinding and preparing week to week, if, especially this week. So, James, how are you feeling about the offensive front? Uh, it seems like you guys are, are still unified, still feels like you're on the same page. Saw Joe Tuco off and got the start. So just talk about that starting front offensively and, and how you guys are feeling as a unit. Yeah, feeling good as a unit. I mean, there's – I mean, every every time we go into film, you know, we're we're not uh, not, not satisfied, right? Like, we, we haven't arrived anywhere yet. We're far from where we need to be. They're still – you know, you know, mistakes that we put up or, or mess blocks here and there um, that, that we need to get fixed. And, um, but, yeah, I'm just super proud of the effort. Effort isn't a question with this group, you know what I mean? Um, you know, occasional misassignments here and there, uh, maybe not getting your job done, but, you know, everybody's just working their butt off and, and playing really hard, and, and that's something to be proud of. So I, I'm just I, – I love the group of guys that we got right now. Um, I think we're clicking in the terms of, you know, everybody's on the same page and we know we need to get better. Um, and uh, everybody's excited to do that. You lose a day of preparation with a game on Friday. Does that affect you guys at all? Do you know, I'm sure the coaches have an extra workload, but 
uh, losing a day of prep, how does that affect you as a player? Yeah, I mean, you, you lose a day of practice, um, which is, is extremely important, but, you know, your opponent does as well. So it, it, it all evens out, right? And, and our coaches do a great job at making sure that we have, you know, all the uh, – you know, all the cut-ups, all the film that we need to watch, all the, you know, sheets that we need to look at, all the different, you know, wrinkles. And uh, they, they do a great job at making sure that we have everything we need to be prepared and be successful. And then, you know, it, it just it, it shortens the week a little bit. We got to uh, cram some things in and uh, and work some things out uh, on days where we don't usually do. But, you know, it's, it's just another work week in the sense of we're, we're going to work every day trying to get better and, you know, preparing for a game that week. Yeah, but uh, one less day of practice, that doesn't bum you out too much, does it? <laughs> hey, I love practice. There you go. <laughs> James, how many times have you played in Logan in that stadium? And, and what do you think of that environment? Let's see. So I, my redshirt freshman year, I didn't play, but I, I was suited up, so I was there. And then we played two years ago there, so twice I've been up there. And it's it's awesome. Uh, th- their atmosphere is great. I think the Aggies do a great job at, you know, filling their stands and having a lot of energy. Um, it's, a, it's a really cool stadium up there, up against the mountain. Um, great atmosphere to be in, and, you know, it's a whole lot of fun. Do you look at that game as a rivalry game? Yeah, for sure. What do you – I know it's still early in the week, but, uh, you know, you mentioned you probably had a chance over the weekend to look at some cut-ups. Uh, what jumps out at you when you look at them? Well, I just I think their their new coaching staff up there they they got these guys playing really really hard. Um, they're flying around. They're playing physical. Um, I think they're they're pretty sound defensively. Like those those guys do a good job at making sure they do their assignments. And so they're definitely well coached. Um, I think they play physical and, and and like to get after it. So it'll be a great challenge this week. Um, got a lot of respect for these guys and excited to get rolling. James, as a, as a veteran leader standing on the sideline and, and watching South Florida get some offensive momentum going, does the offense start getting down on the defense? Do you guys start do – you, do, you do you guys say, well, as an offense, we just need to pick it up? Like, how do you deal with that when South Florida gets a little bit, bit of momentum going? And, and what do you expect from your defense coming up this weekend? Right. Well, I mean, you know, it's a, it's a team uh, – it's a team. It's a team game. You know what I mean. And so, there's there's been lots of times where the the defense has our back when we mess up, and you know we try to have their back, and everybody has the special teams back, and we all just try to work together. You know what I mean. So, um, South Florida's doing a good job at making some plays and staying on the field. And as an offense, we just knew that, you know, when when we get a chance to uh, when we get a chance to get the ball back and play, we we need to make the most of our opportunities. So. Um. Yeah, you know when uh, just that environment down there, and look, you've you've played a lot of games at BYU, you played a lot of games in that stadium. But does it feel like it's ramped up another level uh, this season uh, with uh, the atmosphere and the vibe? Obviously, certainly better than last year. But uh, in your years before, do you sense a different vibe in that stadium? Yeah, man. I, I think you know the the stadium staff and the event staff, and you know all of our marketing and media and. You know, all those people, hopefully I named everybody. I I think they're doing a great job at making, you know, Saturdays awesome, especially for, for us and for Cougar Nation. You know, the the big boards are great to have in the stadium. Um, you know, the the atmosphere, the fireworks at, at in the fourth quarter, man, those are crazy, dude. So 
I, I think they're doing a, a super great job at making that atmosphere one of the best places to play, in, you know, in all of college football. And and uh, nothing nothing beats Lavelle Stadium, man. I tell you what. James, do you watch a little NFL football on the weekends, or, or once you're done with your game, do you turn off football? Yeah, I, I catch a little bit of it, but I try not to to analyze it. I just try to enjoy the game. <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna say, do you watch? Have you watched Zach Wilson a little bit? Are, are you watching his offensive line protection and shaking your head, thinking, "Holy cow!" What do you, do you watch him much? Yeah, I've, I've seen I've seen a, a, a few quarters of his games. Um, I wish I could I could watch more, but um, I think he's just he's he's fighting so hard. I'm I'm proud of him. I I think. You know, the, the Jets are working things out, and, you know, I think Zach's figuring things out. And, you know, I'm just – I'm proud of the way he fights, man. He's He's got a, a great attitude, and he, he works his butt off, and you can tell. So, you know, I know good things are going to happen for him, and, and uh, he's in the middle of that grind where he's figuring everything out, and, and I know he's going to. James MP right joining us right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. So, Hans asked you, you say this is a rivalry, and it, and it should be a fun one. I think uh, BYU is 3-2 and two against Utah State over the last five games. Uh, but it, it, it's, it's your first true road game coming up this week. Are you excited to get on the road a little bit and play in a, uh, in a, a hostile environment? Yeah, yeah, it'll be fun. And, and like we were saying earlier, the, the Aggies do a great job of packing the place, so – you know we're we're excited to play up there um, against a you know a good opponent and uh, have a great challenge this week. And uh, you know I, I know we'll have the guys ready to rise up to it. Ninety-seven five twelve eighty the zone and the Zone Sports Network. Hans Olson, Scott Gerard. So he says it's our rival. Yeah. And he says he's excited about going up there. I take his word for it. This is the I first. I think everybody else is just trying to drive nice, man. Everybody else just, is just, just trying jab to jab a little bit. Yeah, huh? they're just trying to stir things up. Well, it certainly has gotten the attention of Utah State. We played the comments from Nick Henniger and Derek Wright. They're well aware of what's been said. James has been so good, man. So good. He's definitely worked himself into a nice draft picture. Uh, I think that right now, if the draft were tomorrow, I think he'd be fourth round. Not a bad place to be. Yep. James doing fantastic. You get a lot. You get, you get a nice little signing bonus. You'll get plenty of opportunities. Nobody wants to give up on a fourth round pick. Yep. And everybody's looking for that good, solid center that will be in good position and will be healthy and is is strong i mean he'll be up there he'll have a couple more years than some draftable centers but of age is what i mean correct but he is going to be an asset for somebody love hearing his conversations every single monday every monday at 10 a.m right here on 97.5 1280 the zone hey we're down here at uh, tim daly nissan in Murray, 4528 South State Street. These guys are great. Whether you're looking for a brand new vehicle, you can get that for 0% financing. And we're talking about that 
with the Nissan Titan, with the Armada, uh, which is another big vehicle. I've drove, I drove a Murano forever. Absolutely loved it. Pathfinder is a great ride. So you get all those at 0%, or you get the Altima. Uh, for about two twenty nine a month, you can get a uh, Sentra for about one ninety nine a month. The brand new Frontier is available for you. That's redesigned for the ground up. So if the Titan is uh, maybe a little bit too much truck, you can go down to the ti- go to the Frontier, still get a truck at an incredible price. Remember, it all comes with a forever warranty. That's free to you, no charge whatsoever, and that's for as long as you own it. If something goes wrong with the transmission, the engine, whatever the case is, it's taken care of. That's peace of mind. What's that worth? Go down and find out for yourself. And also remember that forever warranty applies to about 95% of their used inventory right here at Tim Daly Nissan in Murray. 4528 South State Street, still a bunch of jazz gear. Come by and let's get you taken care of right here on the Zone Sports Network. It's game week for the Cougars. And the Zone Sports Network is getting you ready for kickoff. It ain't over till it's over. Kalani Sataki and BYU take their undefeated record to Logan for a showdown against the Aggies. Listen all week for your chance to win tickets to the game and then catch all the play-by-play action beginning with a Cougar preview show. Friday at 6 on 97.5 FM with the post-game show immediately following the game. From Monday morning to the post-game press conference, nobody brings you better coverage of Cougar football than 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Listening to the Cougar Preview Show with Hans and Scotty on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Hans Olsen, Scott Gerard. It's your Cougar Preview Show getting you ready for Utah State and BYU. I think both of us anticipate this will be a really fun game between these two teams. Uh, Utah State, Hans, as you've mentioned, Coming into this game, averaging over 530 yards of total offense, over 31 points a game, uh, over three, about 320 yards through the air, 213 on the ground. To me, that's going to be a really interesting aspect of this game. Can Utah State <laughs> run the ball against that BYU defense? And one thing in calling these Utah State games, first quarter, second quarter, the run game doesn't get going until about the second half. And when you play at pace – you're not used to playing at that kind of pace, and all of a sudden those one- or two-yard runs in the first quarter become six-, seven-yard runs in the third and fourth quarter. <clears throat> South Florida. Yeah. <clears throat> That's a good all point. of a sudden those runs started to break off on BYU, and, and they, they started to get nervous there, the end of the third and into the fourth. And there was a lot of youth on the field having to fill in for veterans that, that went down and were injured. Um, whew, buddy. So, I, you know, I've got a lot of people that have listened to the first part of the show, and I've had three or four people tweet at me and say, oh, it sounds like you're leaning toward Utah State, get an upset victory. No, I'm not. At this point, BYU should have the edge in this game, I think. But if they don't have personnel on the field, and they've got to go to this hostile environment, this is the first time, Scotty, that they're going to a crowd that's against them. There's going to be some BYU fans in there. 
But I've got to imagine Utah State did everything they could to preserve every ticket they possibly could sell to a Utah State fan, right? Correct, yeah. Gave BYU the minimum allotment, and they've tried to sell this thing for Utah State heavy, and they need it to be Utah State heavy. But I feel like this is going to be the first real volatile environment that BYU is going to step into this year. Correct. If they don't have... Those six guys that I mentioned, if they don't have them ready, then I think that this is not Utah State advantage. I think that this is even playing ground. This is anybody's game. But if you've got the chance, Tyler Batty and Mahe, I I say those two because the run game. You you talked about this Utah State State rushing. They're putting up 214 yards a game, so you've got to have Batty and Mahe. And have the, the... the tandem that you had playing the positions you had last week won't work. That run game will get going against that that front. Yeah. And you need to have Heron in the defensive backfield. And then you've got to have Lachance. You've got to have Wake. And, and, you know, hopefully you've got Jaron Hall. Don't know where he's at at this point. Then I give a, a, an advantage to BYU. Then I expect BYU, the number 13 team in the country, to come in and get a win against Utah State. But that's not where we're currently at. We are currently at a wait-and-see moment where I've got to just wait and see who's out there. Because if you've got Nick Henninger rushing against BYU's backup offensive tackle, who I don't even know who it would be at this point, I don't know if you put Connor Payne at guard and move Tukuafu to tackle. I, I don't know if the, the younger Barrington is ready to play any other position. I, I, I don't know what you even do at this point. I don't, I don't feel like there's a tackle that can stand in front of Henninger and, and really keep him at bay. So there are just a few things I need answered before I can make a real prediction. But really – by roster and by Utah State having a new head coach that isn't completely integrated into this rivalry, I would think that Kalani Sataki and Aaron Roderick would have a bit of an advantage. But I'm also very impressed with Utah State's offense. That's going to be um, Boise State made some shifts, and it's almost as if they conceded a little bit of the running game to, to Utah State and felt like we're not going to let Brandon Bowling and uh, Derek Wright and Devin Tompkins beat us in the passing attack. And it's it kind of felt like they said, we're going to bend and we're not going to break and we're going to let you get into the red zone and feel like because Utah State with their spacing, they use so much of the field. But when they get into the red zone, we, we talk about this. BYU game, or excuse me, the Boise State game, they haven't been a great red zone team all season because that spacing, when they get inside the red zone, that's been a problem for them. And I think BYU might take a page out of that book a little bit and saying, look, let's not let us beat us deep. Let's slow down Devin Tompkins, who's one of the more dynamic players in college football right now. And if we give up some runs, that's fine. But if they have to go... 13, 14, 15 plays to score a touchdown, we'll make them earn it because they might kind of slow down when they get inside the red zone. If I'm BYU, my thought is they're going to move the ball up and down the field. They've done it against everybody, but let's make them kick field goals. And so it wouldn't surprise me 
if BYU gets this win, even if Utah State puts up a ton of yards, but if they take a page out of what Boise State did, really go, you know, uh, safety over the top on Tompkins, really cloud up that defensive backfield, allow maybe some, you know, you might give up some chunk yardage on the ground, but at the end of the day, you get inside the red zone and drop everybody back and really make Utah State have to execute perfectly to get it into the end zone. Makes sense. That makes sense. I could, I could, I could see that being the angle. And I, I do think that BYU has a scheme that can cloud things up and make it really difficult to yeah. press the ball into Devin. And you've seen quarterbacks that aren't real experienced against this BYU defense or against this style, the three drop eight. You've seen those guys throw a lot of picks. Yeah. Because linebackers. Even Jordan Love, I think, had threw, what, three or four picks against that defense his yeah. final year. So three picks, wasn't it? Uh, uh, it was It was a bunch. It was a bunch. I can't remember what it was. Exactly. But it, it really can confuse and cause a lot of problems because linebackers pop out of, out of nowhere, pop up out of nowhere, and they're, they're athletic and good in the zone. And they're coached well in that system. So they do it. Utah State's got to be very understanding of that. There's one, other, one area where BYU has really dominated. When you're looking at comparables, BYU to Utah State, and it might be the most important category in all of football, and that is the margin of turnover. So BYU's plus six through four games. And there's one impressive number that I'll get to here really quick. So they have forced four fumbles and recovered four fumbles, and they have four interceptions. So they've got eight turnovers as a team. They've only thrown two interceptions, and they have not fumbled the ball yet this year. It's one of the few teams in the country that has not fumbled the ball yet this year. No fumbles, only two interceptions, and they have forced four turnovers. Utah State, on the other hand, is minus one. Mm-hmm. They've got, they've, they've had two fumbles on the ground, and they've thrown five interceptions. They've only forced two fumbles, and they've got four interceptions as a defense. So Utah State, BYU is showing that they're really solid in turnover margin. They, they win the turnover battle. They've won the turnover battle, including against their rival Utah, who they hadn't won the turnover battle for against for some time. And if they carry that into this rivalry game, that'll be large. Yeah. No, if, if BYU's plus two or plus three in the turnover margin, then, yeah, they're going to win this game. But what's crazy, if you took a look at the opportunity with Utah State because they're running 85 offensive plays or whatever, and you compare it to BYU in their – what have they been, maybe 60? Yeah, low 70s, maybe, tops. You know, there's more offensive opportunity the way the ball moves around for Utah State's offense for for turnover. Good so point. you, you yeah. do have to look at stuff like that. But, but I think outside of that, um, I was talking about Harris LeChance, the importance of LeChance. One of the areas that we, we need to talk about, BYU – is number six in the country in sacks allowed. They've only they're only giving up point seven five sacks per game. So under a sack per game, they don't give up sacks, and a lot of that has to do with Lachance. Yeah, being and, able to defend that tackle and Jaron Hall to a certain extent with his feet can evade some stuff. Jaron Hall to a certain extent. Yeah, but you're right. Lachance has been incredible, and this offensive line has been really good. Um, Utah State right now is 107th in the country in getting sacks. They're only getting about one and a half sacks per game. 
that doesn't mean that they can't generate sacks if they come up with a defensive scheme to move around. And if Lachance isn't out there and Mason Wake isn't out there, because Mason Wake is another great defender in pocket protection. Or, sorry, is it another great protector in yeah. pocket protection? Then maybe there's some room there to work around some of the pocket protection and get get Jaron or Baylor, Romney, whoever's sitting there behind center, moving around and flustered and hit a little bit. I think that there's going to be a, a key to that because BYU's receivers are good enough that they break in routes and they get separation. That if you're not getting pressure, there will be a receiver. There's going to be some threat open. You 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 believe that, right? I, I'm 100%, yes. So there's enough receiving threat that if you can't provide pressure, something will break open and Romney or Hall is going to find it. So that, that'll be a, an interesting part of the game that all of us will need to be watching really close. Utah State's ability to get past this BYU's offensive line. And why do I think LaChance is so important? Because I think the backup will not have the protection presence that LaChance has. Which gives room to Vong Bachan or Hininger or Justin Rice. Or Rice. Yeah, yeah Rice in, in blitz schemes. And that's the other thing, man. I would, if I'm a D coordinator for Utah State right now, I'm having some fun with this game. And we're, we're going to have some active parts. Tyler Algier in the base run is going to be primary focus number one. But if I've got some keys and tips and down a distance that tells me what's happening in formation set, then we have we have set recognition. And when set recognition pops up, Rice, that's a green dog. And, and if you see this formation or you see any any one of these two sets, green dog. It takes all it takes all zone and man responsibility away from you and it's a delayed green dog. Go hit the gap. And I would have it set up for a couple of different formations that have a high pass percentage. And I would have it worked that when those formations present, it's just a call from Justin Rice to tell the D tackles that, it, that this, this, it's green dog and have yeah. those D tackles set to open things up for Justin. We did it for Rob Morris all the time. Chris Hoke and I spent our entire junior year sacrificing ourselves for Rob Morris. <laughs> I mean, I laugh, but yeah. Yeah, it was the full year. Like, oh, okay, so let's get Rob more time. And so Rob's on the post game talking about how great he played. Yeah. Yeah. Had 12 tackles, blah, blah, blah. My D tackles don't do anything. Played out of his mind. So good. (laughs) Make sure you blow the whistle real loud for me. Oh hey uh, hey guys I got to go up and do the post game show so they want to talk the media wants to talk to me. <laughs> so you guys are gonna have to run conditioning without me. yeah yeah <laughs> whatever man oh man I, it should be fun though look I I really think this will be a fun game uh, atmosphere is gonna be popping as we mentioned this has been a sellout for over a week now and I'm sure BYU fans will be there I'm sure they gobbled up a bunch of the tickets that were available to them. But this is going to be heavy influence for Aggies. It'll be heavy, heavy influence. I, I feel like Aggieland has protected these tickets. I, I don't know that, but they would be dumb not to. Yeah. And I would, I would have been like, oh, no, they're all sold out. What about our 5,000 allotment? Well, we, we could only do 500. Yes, w- wait, wait. We're not negotiating. Well, you gave Notre Dame a, a home game in Vegas. <laughs> Why can't we have more tickets? 
<laughs> All right, final segment coming up next. Get you ready for the big show straight ahead. Final uh, thoughts on this BYU-Utah State game right here on the Zone Sports Network. The Big Show, the big show. with Jake Scott and Gordon Monson. From BYU, he's our good friend Mason Wake. What's your take on Utah State as a rival in state? Is there a little more juice to the game, or is it just the same old, same old? It's not viewed like as Utah or like a Boise State, but I mean, they're still one of our rivals. But you got to treat every game, not like it's a rival, but like it's a serious game. What do you expect? I think they play hard, especially in night game against BYU in front of their fans. Two years ago, when I first played them, they had some NFL alum there just trying to hype everyone up, but we took care of business. But we don't take any game for granted. In the Anyone can beat anyone. They're going to be ready, and their fans are going to be amped. But I expect us to take care of business. Catch the Big Show weekdays from 2 to 7. Presented by Big O' Tires. The team you trust. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. You're listening to the Cougar Preview Show with Hans and Scotty on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Hans and Scotty, 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network wrapping up another edition of the show. As uh, wrapping up the Cougar Preview Show, remember, coming up tomorrow will be the Ute Preview Show and then a Football Friday on Friday. All right. Hans, final thoughts on this thing. Well, I expect the chance to be out there. I feel like there I feel like he should be okay. So that's good. I don't have the details on Mason Wake as much. You know how tough that kid is. It's a good chance he's out there. And as you've mentioned, we'll see what percentage he's at when he's out there. I expect Mahe and Tyler Batty, uh, Nisa Mahe and Tyler Batty to be out there, Th- those two defensive linemen. That's very important. Otherwise, you're playing freshman like you did last That's week. That's a big problem. Or you're taking a guy like Gabe Summers, who's very good in certain areas and certain techniques, and you're asking him to run contain. And that's not fair. That it, it, it's not fair to do that. You can, you don't just put somebody out there and say, all right, you've got from numbers or you've got from hash to sideline. You don't just do that. It's a huge skill set that's learned, and it's a physical skill set that you've got to have a certain set of physical skills to do that. You don't just throw people out there. You don't just take a safety and throw them at linebacker. You don't, and, and they've had to do that with everything that's happened to them. Yeah. So I expect Batty and Mahe to be back. Um, I, I don't know what to think on Heron. I have not heard enough on Heron, but if you don't have Heron out there, then you've got a bunch of young bucks that are trying to stay up with two very good receivers. Very, very good receivers. Probably two of the best receivers in the Mount West Conference. Uh, right there, yeah. Did you say bullying? Uh, Cropper's Tompkins? really good from uh, Fresno State, but uh, there, there's some good ones. But collectively, um, they're, they're right there. They're up sure. there. Yeah. So I, I do have a good feeling that you're going to see a huge return of personnel. And that is really important. And that is going to be really good news for BYU and BYU fans. As far as the quarterback goes, at this point, I'm not ready to say Jaron Hall is going to be out there. This is just my gut. 
Everybody's clammed up. Nobody's talking down there. But I know when ribs go, ribs hurt. They take a while. And I hope that Jaron can go because I think he adds a layer of mobility that you're going to need. And has have either Baylor, Romney, or Jaron played in this Utah State game? Uh, I think both have. I think Jaron started in 2019 because Zach Wilson was out because of injury, and I think Baylor Romney finished the game. So they both played. I this. think. I think. Yeah, I believe Jaron Hall actually got hurt. Well, I don't know. Hold on. Let me let me check on this real quick. I can I can find out pretty quick here. It sounds right to me too. So that that's helpful that both of them have played in this particular game. 2019 would have been in Logan too, right? Yep. So uh, Baylor Romney, 10 of 16 passing, 191 yards and two touchdowns against Utah State, and I believe Jaron Hall got the start in that game. Uh, yeah, he was 12 of 16. So, yeah, uh, Jaron Hall came in, was really good to start the game. He left due to injury, and then and then, and then, then uh, Romney came in and finished it. So, Well, that's good that they both have reps. So that, that's not something we really need to look at. But I, I feel good in saying that BYU has a personnel edge. I feel like they've got a coaching edge because they've got a staff that's been together for quite a few years, even though you've got four Utah State coaches that have not only played in this game, but have won in this game, including Chucky Keaton, who might be the all-time great Utah State quarterback in this rivalry game. Um, But I do feel good. I do feel very good with BYU's chances of getting this win. I just am not ready to establish a number until I have a better feel for personnel. All right, that wraps it up for us. Big thanks to Tim Daly Nissan here in Murray, 4528 South State Street. All kinds of great opportunities for you to get 0% financing. That's from the Sentra to the Titan and everything else in between. 0% is going to save you thousands, and you can't overlook that forever warranty. Man, it is worth its weight in gold. When you purchase a vehicle to know that you can own it forever, put a ton of miles on it, and if anything goes wrong with the engine, transmission, you're taken care of. That is great peace of mind to know you can drive that vehicle for as long as you want. It's all available for you at Tim Daly Nissan in Murray, 4528 South State State Street, right here on the Zone Sports Network. Big show next.